0: Welcome to Schizo Stevens Story. This is episode two. Welcome to my podcast. For those who have listened to the first episode, which really was a preliminary introduction to me, myself, and I, to what I go through every day. Um, and if you followed up with episode one, you would know that today's uh, discussion or talk is going to be about my high school years and college years and how schizophrenia looked. Uh, when i was in high school and college i do want to apologize the background noise uh i'm in a starbucks so if you hear background noise i do apologize hopefully you guys can hear me fine though so we're going to go into this with fingers crossed but um i'm going to introduce myself in case i have new followers my name is steven uh, I consider myself a schizo, schizophrenic, um, crazy person, uh, mentally ill, whatever you want to call it. Um, my personal belief is it's better that I call myself those things instead of other people calling me those things and me getting mad. Um, there's no point in getting mad about those because those terms um, because they're not altogether false but not altogether true. I have schizophrenia, paranoid schizophrenia, bipolar. Um, disorder. I mean, I am not altogether sane, not altogether normal, so I'm not going to get mad over technicalities, really, at this point in my life. But we're going to jump into this uh, and talk about my high school to college years, and then we'll talk about what will be in Episode 3. So, for high school, I went to Cretan Durham Hall, which is a Catholic high school in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, How that happened in my life, it's crazy. Um, My biological parents died when I was young, before the age of 10 and a half, 11. I got adopted at about 11 and a half, I believe. And then I went to Catholic grade schools. uh, You know, uh, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, all that was Catholic in faith-based. And then I went to a Catholic high school. Now, what I will say is that Creighton Durham Hall, during the years of 2006 to 2010, um, it was what you expected. It was a Catholic high school. They really, really, really didn't... They really, really, really didn't like homosexuals. They didn't like anything gay, anything lesbian, anything transgender. Um, they didn't like anything LGBTQIA, or whatever other acronyms you want to use. They didn't like any of that. Um, and that is their right to do so, it's their right to exercise their faith and beliefs, even if I disagree. And so, in high school was where I kind of was first introduced to sexuality, period. Um, I first thought I was gay, and then I was wrong, but in high school, for four years, I considered myself gay. And looking back now, I can say that schizophrenia definitely was present. Did I know that's what it was? Hell no, I did not. But is it important that I reflect now? Absolutely. Looking back at my high school years, I mean, I was hospitalized three times, I believe. Um two of them were suicide attempts. Uh the third was something um one was pills, I believe, one was razors. Um and I remember um people asking why I would do it? Why did I try to do it? What was in my mind? And the thing is, my schizophrenia during that time was relentless. It did not give a shit. It attacked um Ten times fold it was doing everything it can to really knock me off balance um, and it didn't knock me off balance um, I would say the the big things for me were visual hallucinations in high school actually um, I crashed my adopted dad's car three four times um, and those happened because I was driving I was stressed out and I saw the garage move literally I saw it have hands I saw it have eyes, and I crashed the car, and that's what happened, um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, schizophrenia definitely was during high school, my time, I just, I didn't put a name on it, uh, there was times where I was talking to lockers, or I was talking to non-existent people, there was times where friends would ask, what's wrong, and there was times in class to where teachers would ask, am I special? I mean, my German teacher, Frau Becker, she was amazing, but at one point she asked if I was special needs, just because of the fact I was distracted, I heard voices, I saw things, and I couldn't pay attention in German class. It was impossible. And so high school really was my first dip in the Schizo Lake, per se, the Schizo Pond, and it was rough. It was very rough. Um, And so high school to college, now that, I would say, connection there definitely was troublesome for me because senior year of high school, I knew something was up. I knew I was in deep water. I was in trouble. So, I wanted to get as far away as from the situation as possible. So, what did I do? I did something completely stupid and utterly ridiculous and... I wish people should have stopped me, but they didn't. Just anyone stopped me, but no one did. I traveled abroad to South Africa to Port Elizabeth, studied at Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University for six, seven months. Now, if anyone thinks running away from your problems is the answer, I can clearly, clearly, clearly suggest, no, it is not. I tried that and I failed immaculately, conceptually, amazingly failed at running away from my problems. I remember in South Africa of just being lost in translation, being confused. I didn't really know where I was half the time. I would walk at night just randomly, even though it was dangerous, and they said stay in your compound. you know, I was impulsive, I never had money, I kept having to ask my adopted parents and my grandma and grandpa and everyone, few and far between, everyone in my family for money because I was so impulsive. Um, I mean, it was crazy. I, I, my brain thought, you need to move, you need to leave to get away from this because the sickness won't follow you, but I was wrong, the sickness does follow you, period. It follows you anywhere you go you can't run, you can't hide, because it's in your brain, it's in your mind, it's a part of you, so it's going to go where you go, but I was young, dumb, and stupid, I didn't know that was the case, (coughs) sorry folks, I'm a little sick, so there's going to be some pauses in between here, so I traveled to South Africa, now, I had learned of Islam in South Africa. I had a roommate named Muhammad, who is a wonderful, wonderful guy. He, you know, God bless his heart, he's very generous, he's welcoming, he's empathetic. He gave me a copy of his Quran, I read it within a couple days, and I became Muslim in a mosque in South Africa. I would say that a large component of this was my schizophrenia and impulsivity and the religion thing definitely twisted in my brain because at one point I thought I was the messiah, which I'm definitely not. I'm not Jesus at all, but that's where my brain went. And so I had become Muslim and I was there for six months. Uh, At some points I traveled. I, you know, it it was insane period of my life to where i wish it didn't happen because if i would have stayed home if i would have stayed in country would have stayed at university i probably could have got help sooner so what happened was that i returned after my freshman sophomore year and shit started to go sideways i started to hear voices of uh, dump water on your professor's head tear up your classmates papers uh, get up and leave uh, you don't need this, uh, you're useless, Um, they don't like you, um, they're going to reject you, I kept hearing these things in class, uh, you're a failure, you're going to fail, and so eventually, I went to a counselor at school, and um, I, what was his name, Dr. Eger, or something like that, he was a genu- genuine nice guy, I always saw a bike in his office, because he would bike to work, and he, he was a good guy, Dr. Eger, or something like that, but, you know he was talking with me every week it was free counseling at school it was a great thing um at one point i was on the uh, disabled program at school to where i got extra test time i got to take tests in a room um and it was great but you know school was trouble because i was hearing things seeing things um you know at one point i dropped out of my major three different times and got into a different major um, I was taking out loans I didn't need. I was spending money. I was going to bars. I was getting drunk. I was getting blackface. Um, I was getting in trouble. I was really just hoeing around, hoeing around, sledding around. Um, I was active with men, women, um, trans, non-binary. Um, you know, I was active with everyone that possibly would accept um, me even if it was a one night stand, which is completely unhealthy. Um but my brain was so my brain was so deep in sickness that I couldn't see it for myself. I couldn't. So we go to junior year. Junior year. I had some friends, I had a lot of Somali friends, I had a lot of Muslim friends. One of them was named Hamza he was one of the best guys I've ever known. I still know him, but we don't talk, but he was empathetic, he showed mercy, he showed compassion, he was understanding, he truly cared about people, he would help you even if he had just a little bit on him, in whatever way he can help you would do it. I remember we were in several classes together and I thought, I'm going to drop out of school again and go to Yemen, so that's what happened. I. Well, before that, I took a one-way ticket to the UK thinking I would get through the UK and be able to go there. I got sent back to the US. I, I didn't get out of the airport. I was impulsive and my schizophrenia wanted me to get on an airport. And then I did a similar thing to where I went to Yemen to work for a year teaching English. And when I was in Yemen, I would go to Somalia to Yemen, Somalia to Yemen, I would travel a lot. It was utterly ridiculous point in my life. Um, through this time of Yemen, Somalia, um, South Africa, I was there for other means besides for studying. I mean, I had individuals who worked for the government asking me to do things, um, and it was crazy. But getting back on track, um, I worked in Yemen for a bit and then came back. Now, I was maybe a junior in college, I was supposed to be done in four years, but it was like my sixth year or some crap like that, and so I eventually, eventually, after a long time, I would complete my degree, my bachelor's. Now, I completed my bachelor's despite it taking longer and me being deep in schizophrenia, Now, when I was officially diagnosed um, was when I moved back to St. Paul, Minnesota. So St. Cloud was where I went to school, and St. Cloud is in Minnesota. So I moved back to St. Paul, and that was actually I moved back to St. Paul after my master's. So I had two more years of education, of papers, of research, of presentations. And this is where it got to the point that my... Advisors for my master's degree saw that I was struggling so much that they ended up just passing my passing my cumulative comm- project through because of my struggles. I mean, I don't even think I did a good job on my cumulative project. I don't think I did a good job at all on my thesis. It was rambles and shambles thrown together in the middle of a schizo paranoid, psychotic break, I mean, it was not good at all, um, basically, I ran for Minnesota Senate for St. Cloud, Minnesota, and I didn't do anything, I mean, I had a couple flyers, sure, a couple posters, but I showed up to a couple debates, but I did the bare minimum because my mind was so fractured, I was hearing things, I was seeing shit, I was impulsive, um, I was agitated all the time, My mood, emotions were just gone in terms of showing empathy to others. I mean, I wanted to sleep. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to wash my laundry. I mean, it was crazy. And so I did my master's in two and a half, three years. And then that is when I moved back to St. Paul, Minnesota, eventually. Now, mind you, in between this years of... um, my master's of two and a half three years which was 2015 to 2018 I flew to Indonesia to the US Indonesia to the US Indonesia to Thailand Thailand you know to Indonesia and I did this for 3 years mind you I did this constantly even though it was the worst idea possible just like South Africa and I did this While being in school, while being married, while having schizophrenia, okay, I was deep in psychosis, I was married and studying, which I don't know how I did all three. Now to give a little insight on the relationship, I had gone to South Africa, like I said, become Muslim, Muslim, then came back to the U.S. When I came back to St. Cloud, Minnesota, the Muslim community there was really, really pushing me to get married because they say, Muslims say, getting married is half of your deen, half of your faith. Now, I don't believe that now, and I didn't believe it really before, but the pressure, the peer pressure, the community pressure was really, really bad. And especially someone who has schizophrenia, that kind of peer pressure can be detrimental to them having a psychotic break. So... Um, I did what my brain thought was right which was just say yes because you don't want to go further into a psychotic episode and I got married. Now that lady, that woman who I got married to, her name is Lily, I can't say anything bad about her because she tried her best. She was older than me by five, six years. Um, She knew what she wanted. Um, She knew she wanted a husband. She knew she wanted kids. She wanted a family, she knew exactly what we wanted, but I didn't. And I should have told her that from the get-go. Her family opened up to me, they welcomed me in. We lived in Jakarta, we lived in Thailand, we lived all over the place, and nothing worked. Why didn't anything work? It wasn't because of her, she tried everything she possibly could, it was because of me. It was because of my schizophrenia, it was because of my psychosis. It was because of my brain and my mind being sick, and I didn't recognize it back then as I do now. And that's the problem with schizophrenia as well, is that people with schizophrenia oftentimes don't recognize their own psychosis or their own sickness before it's too late. And that's what happened to me. I mean, we were fighting nonstop. She kept asking for a divorce every day. I kept yelling at her. I kept breaking things. I slammed my computer on the floor and broke it. I mean, I was getting aggressive, not towards her, but aggressive towards myself, to the point that I was hospitalized two more times while being married because I tried to kill myself by drinking alcohol and taking pills, as well as using a razor. I mean, I was not well. I was mentally ill. And a lot of that had to do with pressure, had to do with stress, it had to do with marriage, it had to do with school, it had to do with my symptoms, it had to do with family, because during this time, my adopted parents weren't really helping me at all. Um, they thought I was doing schizophrenia for attention, that I was attention, or see, I was, they thought I was an attention-seeking whore, basically that I was doing it to fit in with the Muslims, that I was doing it to fit in with African-Americans, that I was doing it to fit in in a community because I wanted to feel like I belonged. My adoptive parents really didn't help me at all. And I remember when I was younger that they really just put me in a therapy room. They tried giving me pills. They didn't really ask the questions of how, why, where, when, what's going on. They just wanted those immediate cures, those immediate band-aids. And so my marriage didn't last. We got divorced. I moved to St. Paul, Minnesota, to where my adopted parents lived. I lived with them for about six, seven months. Eventually, got a studio on my own, and then got help. I went to what's called the Wilder Foundation, which is a nonprofit, and that's where I was officially diagnosed. Um, besides for college, where. June, uh, sophomore year of college they diagnosed me but I didn't have a piece of paper to say it but it was the Wilder Foundation that gave me a piece of paper <coughs> it was the Wilder Foundation that gave me a piece of paper that said you have paranoid schizophrenia Blah 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 and that definitely I would say helped me know exactly what's happening exactly what it is And that's about the time when my college ended and I got my master's degree. Now, this was my high school and college years, like, promised. And hopefully you guys um, are able to follow it, able to kind of see where things match up with you, whether you agree, disagree, whether you can connect with something or not. I mean, in both high school and college, I have friends, but they knew shit was wrong, but they didn't know how to help me. It was high school, so a lot of high school kids don't know what the fuck's going on, and they don't know how to help you or help each other, besides we're telling their parents, who then try to help you. I mean, I was in drama club. I was, you know, in theater, and that was my outlet. I thought that was the best outlet, even though it probably wasn't. Then I say it wasn't because it was fantasy-based, and, um, yeah, it it made my paranoia and psychosis even worse so yeah but hopefully this is helpful to you guys and you guys share it pass it around comment um and yeah uh, the next episode will be more of either a QA episode or i will look up like the 10 most asked questions and i will go over those but i love you guys Uh, you know, be well, uh, and I hope the best wishes for you guys, and I love you. Bye.